0: The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www.ezrainstitute.ca irresponsible, disgusting pig alive in the world. Shut up for a second, please. We're in a cultural war. A cultural war talking to me like that. I resent the fact that your implication that only you are an in uh, idiot. The culture war is back, back,
1: back, back, back. The death toll of the Connecticut school shooting is now confirmed to be more than 20 people, mostly children, shot and killed. All right, uh, and on that note, as the uh, story out of Connecticut continues to reverberate and uh, it's impacted all of society, the culture warriors have gathered because this is uh, has impacted our culture, needless to say. Scott Masson is the associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel here in Toronto. Good to see you again, Scott. Morning, John. And Greta Vosper is back, minister at the West Hill United Church and founder of the Center for Progressive Christianity. Good morning to you, Greta.
2: Morning, John.
1: Morning, Scott. Morning, Greta. We're all reeling from the story, uh, and yet it's interesting, you know, as we uh, start to sift through uh, the aftermath uh, and the postmortems conducted, you know, uh, much is being written about the tragedy or the evil nature of what was perpetrated. Interesting piece today in the Globe and Mail from the senior rabbi at Holy Blossom Temple in Toronto, where he he writes, Most everyone, uh, everywhere you turn these past few days, the horrifying killing of 26 people, primarily small children, is pronounced a tragedy. It isn't a tragedy. It's evil. Even once the killer's determined to be ill, there's no avoiding that the unspeakable massacre of Newtown was born of human evil shooting your mother four times in the head than spraying innocent children with bullets, if we're not prepared to name that for what it is, we will neither comprehend it nor diminish the chances of its reoccurrence. Well, that's just the start of it, and I was thinking to myself, well, evil, that's an interesting concept. Some people subscribe to it, others don't. Others don't believe in this otherworldly concept, uh, ascribing instead to, you know, more materialistic types of interpretation, like chemical imbalance in the head, maybe uh, mental illness, that kind of thing. But Evil, when it, it's taken into the realm of evil, rightly or
0: wrongly, do you believe that uh, evil does exist in our world, Scott Masson? I do believe that evil exists, and I agree. I haven't read the rabbi's article, so I'm not sure. But from what you've said, I, it sounds to me like I would agree with him as well. Uh, I think that evil is the consequence of human free will. Uh, it leads back to something that uh, Christians call original sin, Uh, which let me parse this out very quickly for our listeners. Um, God created the world. God is good. God is in his character loving. He created us out of love. He also created us with free will uh, because uh, in order to love and love in return, you need free will to do that. Uh, With our free will comes the possibility of choosing not to love God. That was the choice. They chose to love something other than God. And that is what we call sin as a consequence both human beings and the whole of the cosmos has been infected by this, and we call this the fall. And as a consequence of living in the fallen world, uh, we are uh, visited by evil actions. So people do evil things not because uh, it is something random. It is it is in human nature to do evil things. People are fallen. These things happen. Uh, sin as is... Uh, uh, has attached itself to human nature, as it were, and we simply cannot uh, do anything other than this. Now, So people are a horror to God who created them, uh, and as a consequence um, of their own free choice, these things happen from time to time. So I don't think, I agree with the rabbi, these things are going to continue to happen, and they cannot be eradicated by social programs or any Band-Aid solutions um, so they lapse to the dark side, and that is the evil that exists. There's a duality in human
1: nature, I guess, and uh, sometimes people go the evil route.
0: We're not in our nature evil, because if we were in our nature evil, then we couldn't be redeemed. Uh, and part of the Christian faith is to say that we can be redeemed, but, and so sin has to be dealt with. Do you think
1: it's cosmic, though, in the sense that there's a devil and there are demons that, uh, you know, maybe in a, another dimension actually in, insert themselves into the equation?
0: Well, in the in the story of uh, the ori- of original sin, that is the case. The devil tempted uh, Adam and Eve to f- to sin originally, and I do think that temptations uh, of the supernatural sort can can take place. However, they don't necessarily do so because people are now fallen; they don't need a, a tempter. But they can prey on the minds of men and maybe even prompt them to do evil deeds. I do think that supernatural evil, as such, still does occasionally happen. All yes, right, things well, that you can't, Greta Vosper, how do you feel about that?
2: Uh, well, thank you, Scott, for that um, explanation of what you mean by that. Of course, I don't believe that there uh, is a God that created the world and then um, gave us free choice by creating a fall. Um, but if I did posit that there was a God, uh, creating human beings without free will uh, would be the most evil thing that would have happened. So it's, it's a difficult uh, conversation um, and, and a very treacherous one to enter into uh, on occasion. Um, I don't. I, I think that the story of the fall is a way for us uh, to come to understand our own behavior, and so we have gone backwards, recognizing that there are very horrific things that happen in the world and have happened in the world. Um, the the church fathers went backwards uh, and created uh, understandings, and and the the understanding of of suffering and the the existence of suffering in the world continues to be a significant uh, conversation that goes on uh, within theological circles because how do you uh, how do you jibe this kind of horrific suffering and and tragedy uh, with a benevolent god and i think that that's a very serious question uh, that theologians despite their having to continue to parse it in more and more detail, I right, well, um, haven't then. answered.
1: All right, so you've got this, you've got the Holocaust and all these horrific, mm-hmm. you know, uh, things that have been visited upon fellow human beings. Uh, if it isn't evil, what is it? Hmm. It's,
2: it it's choice. It's I'm, I'm not saying that humans aren't evil. I, I'm just saying that they are not when they act in very ill-considered unto evil ways that they are doing so as a result of a variety of factors and not because there is this evil something floating around the universe that happened to Informed. So it's not choice. a cosmic
1: struggle. It's between not, I don't know. I don't think
2: it's a cosmic struggle at all. Alexander Solzhenitsyn talked about uh, when he was doing, when he believed he was doing the best that he could do, he was actually doing evil. And and that that line runs right through our hearts. Uh, that and and it's our choice. We have the capacity for great evil. We have the capacity for great good. And as humans, we actually name what things are good and what are evil. And I mean, just one one little note is is the killing of five women who were doing um doing polio vaccinations uh in in afghanistan i believe uh-huh. who were killed uh, as a result of a fear that that was that that's against that they're infiltrating as spies uh in in that mm-hmm. area and so they've been taken out uh, by those who believe that that is wrong and And so what is, you know, we have to, we name what is good and what is evil. For the people who killed those women, their being part of a vaccination program was evil.
1: You don't think there's natural law and a moral code that kind of defines what good and evil is? I mean, uh, you know, as opposed to in a different context, you know, uh, something that we think is evil could
0: be right for them? I mean, seriously?
2: I think that that conversation is a very complex conversation, Scott. Will,
0: well, we I'm will have well, this I'm wondering when you say you say that you believe in evil. Do you mean that there is something that is in its? Uh, essence and its nature evil, or we call it good and evil. That's we call
2: it good and evil. Right.
0: So it's not in itself good and evil. It's just something that we call it. So what happened in Afghanistan could by that culture be called good, even if we would call it evil. So
2: Exactly. That's okay, what I'm saying. So case, it's a like human choice.
0: Okay. In which case, it's not just a question of choice. It's a question of language. And And for you, good and evil are just terms that we use to describe things that we like or don't like, but they have no real bearing on what is outside of us. So in other words, when you say you believe in evil, you just believe in that you don't like things and you believe other people don't like things. Well, but that would be by that argument,
1: that. if you don't mind me interjecting, you could say you know, if though there were... So uh, uh, adherence to the Nazi ideology and uh, eradicating Jews was a good thing uh, in their eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's so right.
2: Exactly. Well, there no. are people who would interpret that as, as a as <laughs> but a good evil. thing. That's evil.
1: Isn't that evil by but anyone's my, yardstick? My,
2: not by anybody's. I mean, we're talk, talk about talk about that's parents, just evil parents, as an parents absolute. who are beating their children right now because they believe that that's an appropriate thing that their religion tells them to do. I think that's evil. I get to name it as evil, and so wow. I say that that's. That's an inappropriate thing to do. They think that it is one of the holiest, best things they could do for I think you're a human rights violator then
0: because you're imposing your views on them. The question is whether it's true I or false. I didn't impose
2: my views on them. I said you think I it's define evil. Think it it's as good. Evil.
0: All right, it's kind of gotten philosophical here, and
1: I'm just wondering if, you know, people believe that this thing that happened in... Connecticut was a manifestation of evil, and does evil actually exist in our world? And uh, we certainly understand where people can do evil deeds, but I mean the sense that evil might be uh, something visited upon us, and uh, an impulse, an evil impulse in a Mm. cosmic way. I Mm. I, I don't want to get too airy-fairy about it, but the point is uh, when I hear people opining and writing columns and op-ed pieces, as is in the Globe and Mail, I was citing the senior rabbi at Holy Blossom Temple Mm. this morning, call it for what it is, it's evil. Uh, How do we perceive evil do we believe it exists and it's out there and we've got to constantly fight with goodness as our
0: weapon yes indeed
1: all right mm-hmm. so that's the point i'm at, uh, and then we'll get around to other matters and uh, <laughs> talking about human rights commissions there's a couple of juicy stories where that's regarded and then the black magic as a religion is another interesting one where it was used to trip up some of the practitioners who were complicitous in a murder, it says, and uh, that's an interesting story, too, from Peel Region. All that with the culture warriors, Masson and Vosper. Your thoughts on evil. Does it actually exist? Let's get back into it. Quick discussion on evil, whether or not you believe it actually exists in our world. There is some other explanation for situations like the uh, episode last Friday in Newtown, Connecticut. Uh, Scott Masson, the associate pastor at the Westminster United Chapel in Toronto, and Greta Vosper, minister at the West Hill United Church. Let's start with Eddie in Mississauga. Hello.
0: It's a fine day for talk radio, Johnny. Thank you, Eddie. Okay, uh, regarding evil and all that, uh, religion, everything, gods, angels, demons... uh all of this is extraterrestrial, my friend. I know it sounds crazy, but uh, I think there's going to be more events coming. Uh, we're being managed uh, kind of like a livestock by extraterrestrials. So I know it sounds impossible and out of the realm of reality, but that's what's going on. So we have to brace ourselves for the for the inevitable.
1: And they're uh, evil. They're not They're not the good uh, angels coming to visit, but they're the evil evildoers.
0: You, you, you might interpret them as the greys, because they do a lot of abductions and stuff, and implanting right. people. I, I think know, this is buck insane. passing. I know, I know but I'm, I, that, that's, what,
1: that's what's going on. That's all I've got to say. All right, well, it's otherworldly of a sort, and uh, perhaps too is the caller. Ivan on the 401, Hello. Hey Johnny, I think um, we're all evil by nature. I think there's an evil core, and we try to, you know, and we try to do things like uh, create laws, get married, uh, work, to stop being as evil. You know what I mean? Every day, it's a constant struggle to choose to be good. But I think the evil is within. So, but,
2: if I could ask you, um, so by your in- definition, then the children who were killed who didn't actually have the capacity to inform or or participate in the creation of laws or work or anything like that that they have not yet had the had the chance to work their evil out of them that they were evil probably more evil than their parents who are working and
0: No, great. It doesn't it doesn't, work. it doesn't work that way. Evil's not so right sort of now,
2: it's
1: almost like a seed and it gets bigger. Those children and again even by you know religious terms are innocent because they haven't had time to flourish that evilness. What I'm saying is, it's born from within. It flourishes, not the other way around, Greta. It goes, you know, it gets bigger as so, it gets.
2: Okay, so the my question then is: Is there something that we can do to prevent that seed from flourishing?
1: And again, yes. We are doing, you know, creating jobs, having laws. I mean, look at the you know Wild Wild West. It's 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 been it's been already written that if we're up to own devices, if we're left to our own devices, we make a mess of things.
0: We teach virtue is how we uh, combat evil and sin, is we identify what evil is and we identify what its opposite is. So we teach bravery, uh, we teach chastity, we teach truth, we teach we, we teach honesty uh, to our children, and this is a way of, of preventing evil. We teach uh, uh, obeying the law, respecting others, loving others. I absolutely others. agree that's with how, you. That's how we mitigate— I just don't see
2: what religion has to do with it then, because well, you can teach all of those things char- without religion.
0: No, the, they come from God's revealed character. I don't character. care where
2: they come from. You can teach them without religion, and you can teach them without the premise that there is a supernatural God who set them in order.
0: Well, this is an unexamined prejudice that you continue to pedal on this uh, show. But but the but the fact is that that uh, if that is true, then every country and every nation throughout hum, human history will will show the same level of goodness or evil as every other, and that's simply not the case. Some societies flourish, and some suffer as a consequence of their practices. And I would say that those that have adhered to the Christian faith have had flourishing societies as a consequence of the God that they follow, and live out in practice. I would say that that is the case. All right, let's grab another call. Sonny
1: in Richmond Hill, what do you say? Does evil exist?
2: The gentleman that just spoke now
1: spoke about spoke to evil, because if he analyzes what he just said, over the centuries they have practiced uh, good will and all sorts of things to prevent evil. But then just answer to me, please, sir,
0: if you say you are a Christian, The mere inculcation that in the Christian religion it says that God died for your sins. So with the
1: premise of that already, you are attempting to to, to sort of underline the fact that you don't uh, perceive evil as being bad. Uh, I, I just look at it, look at Hiroshima. You keep on wanting to talk about the Nazis. Look at Hiroshima. Who committed Hiroshima, Western nations that... Uh, uh, basically, went to war in another country, and and and, and they uh, they they kill people with an atomic bomb.
0: Yeah, so the that, Nazis were in a Western country as well. I, I, you I,
1: are it, perceiving them to be the evil of the West, but you don't want to
0: say that the West is evil. Of so course so it is, to... because the West is full of human beings, and human beings are evil. I I, I don't think I'm contradicting myself, but I I may, you may be misunderstanding what I'm saying. I can understand that. Um, what I'm saying is that all human beings are sinners as a consequence of the fall. What I am saying is that in the Christian faith, God has made a provision for the, the problem of sin, and that is that he sent his son to die for us and to atone for us. I, yes, that's correct. All right, but if those that uh, don't subscribe to the Christian
1: faith, uh, what are they, disqualified from being considered uh, uh, for salvation?
0: Well, for salvation, most certainly. I also think that from this there,
1: fall from grace, I guess is what I'm saying. This, uh,
0: yes, I, I think so. I do think that they have an understanding of what good and evil is. However, there is a natural understanding of good and evil, and you can see that in uh, the the natural law that you spoke of. That every nation seems to understand and recognize. We're seeking to eradicate it because we uh, promote.
2: Um, I'm hoping that that Christians are seeking to eradicate it because they have actually uh, perpetrated uh, such a consistently. Negative uh, behavior in the world in so many ways, decimating cultures, destroying cultures, um, completely uh, taking over uh, uh, in the great advancement of c- the Christian world, taking over entire countries and and continents. And and that's, I think that's that that's the we run need, of
0: human history. That's, that's that, uh, the run
2: of human history. But that's the run of human history, which has been fueled by Christianity through well, most of Well, this is absurd. Okay, it's well, it may absurd. be absurd, but it's not absurd, uh, my my prejudice, which I continue to promote on this radio station, it is not absurd that those who are not within the Christian church uh, can actually raise their children and prevent them from acting in ways that we would define as evil, that that, that, that can happen regardless of your... Uh, peculiar My position, um, to Greta, the Christian is that- Church position that there is this fall and that we're all victim to that, and that only those who accept Jesus or participate in a particular sacramental act uh, can be saved. Uh, first of all, that that salvation uh, that you're talking about is something that is otherworldly itself. I'm talking about, and I think we need to talk about uh, how we go about creating a world in which these kinds of acts. Mm-hmm do not happen uh, if we can at all create that kind of world.
1: And that conversation needs to take
2: place on this level, not on some supernatural level. Well, let me ask
1: you, I mean, uh, if you've got somebody who's got mental illness Mm -hmm. and it manifests itself in this kind of horrific way, Mm. uh, is that evil or is that just something like brain chemistry?
2: I think that that very often is brain chemistry with a number of other things, but I think it's very problematic for us to equate mental illness with evil. Uh, I mean, we've already got a well, stigma no, we, there that is really no, unhelpful. I, I, I
1: get that part. I just want to know if we uh, can brand it as evil, as an evil act. Moe and Markham, what do you say? There's no evil. Uh, evil is, there's no absolute evil. Um, you're going to cut me off because of music, right? No, I'm <laughs> going to let you say your piece. All right, uh, there's no such thing as uh, absolute evil. Evil is dictated by society, and um, just to throw
0: another wrench into your discussion, uh, modern contemporary uh, scientists are starting to tell us that there's no such thing as free will either. The issue in Connecticut has to do not with just one issue with mental illness or guns, it's a all host of thing, and I think it goes more to the culture in the United States than anything else, but mental illness probably plays a role, the gun culture... Plus, the culture of uh, celebrity, I think, has a big role to do you know, with it. Yeah, look, you're, you're con- the position that uh, that this is somehow a genetic thing or whatever, I don't even know what you're trying to say here, but if that's the case, then by what criterion? I mean, we can't even judge this if everything is just a byproduct, if it's what we are talking about when we're speaking is just epiphenomena. There is no real thinking. There is no reasoning about these things. It's just the product of some unconscious uh, spewings from our <laughs> from our, our, our bio, biological mechanisms if we can. Right. We're getting very but, but philosophical Scott, you're going, on this. But, you're
2: saying that it's some kind of spewings from some supernatural something that's, that we're living in. No, with. I'm not.
0: Let's mm-hmm.
1: just hold off on the thought on evil. I wanted to get into uh, pseudo-rights and also black magic here and to extend the segment a few moments. There uh, are some juicy tidbits when it comes to human rights complaints. Are they actual rights that are being complained about? We'll tell you, and uh, you'll tell us how you feel about it momentarily with our panel on the Oakley Show. Talk Radio AM 640. What's your warriors in the house extending the year? Greta Vosper is the minister at the West Hill United Church and Scott Masson, the associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto mm-hmm. and matters that impact our culture, not least of which are these human rights commissions and tribunals and a case or two that have been brought up uh, in the last couple of days uh, certainly speak to the issue of what is a real and a natural right that needs protection. In case one, uh, a B.C. woman and a man have complained that a bar named Earl's that uh, celebrate albino rhino beer and albino wings Wednesdays, they feel they're being discriminated against and the terms are offensive. They've uh, tabled this action on Friday. The tribunal's going to hear it, say it's a complicated issue. Uh, The bar wants it dismissed. They think it's frivolous. The term albino is neutral, they say, but this one's going ahead. And according to the ruling, uh, this pub in B.C. has been brewing albino rhino for 25 years. The name was uh, chosen for its whimsical nature. In the complaint, though, the woman says she who has albinism uh, has an adverse. It has an adverse impact on persons with albinism in that it is demeaning and humiliating for the complainants to have their condition featured as a menu item, and to have Earl's patrons ordering products named after their condition. Uh, and in the other case in Saskatoon, <laughs> uh, a bus that. Had on its LED sign in front, Merry Christmas. Uh, The city is being taken to the human rights complaint uh, body because an atheist claims he's offended by the holiday message on the bus. This isn't a Christian or a Christian country. It's secular, religious, and in secular, multi-religious country with people from numerous religions as well as spiritual people, agnostics, atheists. We need to respect everybody, the complainant said. My question to you, Scott Masson, are these real rights that need protection or are these pseudo-rights where we've just got a culture of complaint and these two people are indicative of that?
0: Now, I think uh, it's the latter. It's the culture of complaint. It is, They're utterly frivolous uh, in both cases, although particularly in the latter case, it is somebody imposing uh, his what he calls a neutral view on the public sphere, which is saying that nobody who has a religious vantage point is able to express that in a public way. Well this seems to me to depriving others of their rights on a on a monstrous scale. Uh, and yet he feels as an individual that somehow he has the right to do this and he's going to appeal ironically to human rights in order to do that when really he's just saying, here's my preference. I don't like yours and you shouldn't be able to express yours. It's, it is the civil rights issue of our day to uh, go after religious rights. It's there all the time. Well, you
1: got religion and you
0: also have no, It's case. not
2: religious rights. It's religious privilege that they're going after.
0: Well, I mean, it just happens to be Christianity, but you could say the same thing about Islam or whatever. I mean, well, it, and I uh, think he, it,
2: that's what he was saying. I mean, John re- said that they wanted; they were saying everyone needs to be represented.
0: Well, so not saying
2: no one. He said these every, people are paying by, to
0: put a Merry Christmas on a on a sign. Somebody else can put who's it up. He's not, to, no, well, it's not. No, it's the banner it.
2: at the front of the truck or the of front the of bus. the bus, right? So it's right. the it's the bus company has put it across their yeah. little just as they might say, LED I Danforth
0: front. Avenue,
1: Islington, whatever. It says Merry right. Christmas. Yeah, I say between stops, and he's complaining that this is inappropriate, and it's also uh, I'll get tr- a grip. <laughs> I mean, that's what I like come on. Yeah. Well, and
2: that's—I mean, I—I I get his point, and and I and I, you know, would harken back to some of the changes that have taken place over the course of human history, many of which were considered frivolous and ridiculous to begin with, um, uh-huh. and now we consider them acceptable. So, um, I, I think go for it. I think if the human rights—you think Rights it's Commission, a legitimate
1: right that he needs to assert?
2: That I—I I don't. You know, I, I have a hard time that we are investing public funds in these kinds of conversations. Mm.
1: Well, he's so, not spending anything. That's the I know the point. he's not. I'm,
2: it's the public funds that will be expended in the conversation. But, but I think that, that what about the Albinas? companies. Well, okay, that issue, you know what? I, I think that we as a country need to look at, at our use and misuse of all terms Aboriginal. You know, if we're going to start talking about albinos, albinos, it it has to do with the fact that we have been putting um, Aboriginal names on on our okay, RVs so, sure. for for decades, and and that that's inappropriate. No, it's and not. Yes, it is no, inappropriate. Have like, we did Have we what, asked them if we could use that? Who the cares? Word?
0: What a Winnebago! I think
2: they care. I'm a,
0: I am a, I am a native, and I don't care. Don't speak on behalf of me. You don't speak on behalf of them either. Get a grip. Well, well now, wait a minute. Are you calling it cultural appropriation, Greta? Yeah. So,
2: I mean, so that's, I'm not, no, beer. that I don't, the albino rhino, I'm saying that I'm saying I'm not going to get upset about that one. Why? Um, because, because we have other ones that we haven't dealt with, bigger ones that we should be dealing with.
0: Uh, by I mean, by whose judgment? The point here is that human rights are becoming a, uh, a sort of a, a grab bag where you can pick whatever you want out of it, and there is no. Uh, core definition of what human rights are. Greta doesn't even think that there's such a thing as good and evil that applies to all people, so how can she appeal to human rights? I mean, when you when you drill down on these things, there's utter contradiction, arbitrariness, native rights are above albino rights. I happen to think in both cases... Um, that that there's there's freedom there, and people are can choose to be offended or not. Things can be offensive as well, but the albino beer thing. I mean, they're, it's probably a white beer, so they decided to call no, it. No, it's it's,
1: it's an albino rhino. It's a white right, rhino. Okay, the it's a mythical white rhino. Figure. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, then they extended. I mean, it's albino wing night, uh, which I don't know. I guess it harkens to the beer, and they just didn't want to put albino rhino wing. wings. Well, yeah, they might be, but albinos, albino wing uh, Wednesdays—is that offensive? And is that a a right that she should go to a a tribunal to have to get the bar to back down?
2: I, I I honestly think that some of these issues are are over the top. I mean, it's the same as Apple being told that. Their, their rounded corners can't be a trademark. I mean, at some point, you've got to, you've got to recognize <laughs> well, how a far human, we take these
1: things. That's not a human issue. No, no, but let's not confuse the point. So you, you said something intriguing to me, and I wanted you to follow up, Greta. When you said that uh, we appropriate uh, native or aboriginal names for uh, RVs and things like that, what did you mean specifically?
2: Well, like Winnebago trailer and, you know, and... and that's offensive? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, if we're going to do that, if people are going to do that... We we're going to have to, we should choose to check with the constituency
1: oh, come on. and see if
2: it's okay. So oh. we
1: should ask natives how they feel about Winnebago. Now, I mean, I guess that's uh, a word that is in the lexicon of a, a certain band or tribe.
0: I I they mean, probably I... think that they're a tasteless form of transportation, but they don't care about the name. I mean, come on, Winnebago.
2: I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, I don't know whether they do or whether they don't, but we do this all the time. We appropriate names from different groups and we use them. Right,
0: but what, but the point here is that this is considered a human rights issue. It's not a human rights issue. Everything is not a human rights issue. Things that affect our human nature in its core are related to that. Those are the the freedoms of religions, the freedom uh, to assemble. And so these are core human rights dealing with things like, like naming and stuff like that. Good grief. I mean, it just spins. Well, all right, let's find out how the folks feel. We'll open it up on that
1: one as well. Are these actual rights that need to be upheld and enforced by human rights commissions and tribunals? Are they something just frivolous and uh, petty in their nature? And then we'll talk about black magic. That's important stuff in a moment.
0: Come Santa Claus here. Come Santa Claus right down Santa Claus Lane. All right.
1: Well, let's get back into it with our culture warriors, Vosper and Masson, and a lot of things to discuss. We had... Uh A debate on the nature of evil, if it actually exists, and now we've got the Human Rights Commissions and tribunals, and what are legitimate complaints? Uh, The idea that in a secular society, a guy complained in Saskatoon, he didn't want the buses with the LED flash between stations saying Merry Christmas, believes that's inappropriate, wants that taken down, he's taken it to the commission, and the albinos out in BC who don't want the bar earls to uh, sell albino rhino beer and post albino wings Wednesdays. Saying that too humiliates and discriminates. Your thoughts Bernard in the Beach, go ahead, you're on The Oakley Show. Actually, Brian in the Beach, good morning. All Johnny. right, Brian, go ahead, great, thanks. Great day for Talk Radio. You know, one one of the things that's troubling me here is every time I hear that there's a human rights tribunal, I'd like to know who is qualified to make a judgment on human rights when every panel I've ever heard discuss this issue can't even decide which rights are, hu- are human rights.
0: Thank you. <laughs> it's like, Is Mother Teresa
1: d- disguised as Barbara Hall? Did she get this job because she's uniquely qualified to make judgments on human rights or because she's part of the old boy club? Yeah, you could say it's a a stacked panel and it has a certain bias or a leaning, and uh, Mm -hmm. therein lies part of the problem. Case uh, point well made. Thank you for it. Vardit, next. Hello.
2: Hi, good morning. How are you?
1: Great, thanks, Vardeet.
2: Okay. What is human rights? Human rights, it's a get-rich-quick plan. That's what it means today. It's a farce. Unfortunately, it's so sad it used to mean something. Today it means nothing. In Montreal we have a Moisha steakhouse. Moisha's is Moses. Am I supposed to assume Moisha steakhouse because he, I, I am so offended? I mean this is ridiculous. It's become so ridiculous nobody's even, it, it doesn't mean anything and I think Barbara Hall and the we shouldn't even have any human rights at club
0: today at all I I agree with the caller and you know what is most we haven't talked about this but the thing that's most worrying about this isn't just the silly nature and the frivolous nature of what the human rights tribunals deal with it's the fact that they undermine the public confidence in the law itself you know I wanted to speak to that as well while we've got some moments and we'll
1: add this one as the third subject for discussion and this has to do with rights the rights of individuals and religion uh, a story of the peel police Back in 2004, uh, there were three guys convicted of first-degree murder of a drug dealer, uh, and mm. these people were of Jamaican origin who practiced something called obia. Mm. Obeah is uh, akin to voodoo or black magic, and uh, in the case of the police, they infiltrated this cabal of uh, criminals because uh, they had one of their own pose as an undercover constable, uh, Leon the Obiaman. And uh, he would come to the family, and uh, there were all kinds of things that were being taped surreptitiously, but uh, he would crack an egg open that was infused with red dye. They had planted this, and it looked like blood. And these guys were sort of taken aback by this and thought this guy was a real deal and would spill the goods. And uh, this is how they were convicted on the evidence that was gleaned in these, let's say, uh, meetings with Leon the Obiamon, who hmm. was the undercover cop. Hmm. Well, it seems like uh, there's an appeal now, and... Uh, The defense is claiming that their religious rights were uh, somehow violated because uh, within the Jamaican community, this is considered a religion or a faith. And uh, the Crown, for their part, are saying uh, it's not. And the Canadian Civil Liberties Association has intervened in this appeal, arguing that allowing the cops to impersonate religious advisors, quote, shocks the conscience of Canadians. The African-Canadian Legal Clinic has also intervened, arguing that this ruse... Preyed on the family and their deep-seated mistrust of the police and the criminal justice system. In other words, portraying a religious advisor, it uh, betrayed or it violated their religious rights. Do you think there's anything to this argument in this appeal case, Greta Vosper?
2: This is a very peculiar situation, and it's really hard. I, I'm interested to find out what Scott has to say about it. But um, we have we have a, a trusted official. And that trust has been built. Uh, we have a family that believes that that official is is giving them religious the instruction, yeah, a the, witch doctor. Mm. Whether or not I respect that position, I mean, uh, is, I guess, incidental. Um, but I guess our conversation on good and evil kind of comes in here. And, and it's the means to the end. Do you you know if it's evil to actually shoot someone down? Um, or is it good to shoot someone if they're a drug dealer? Uh, and and if, if it's evil to shoot them, then what means by which can we find out whether that is evil to expose it? And if we are not allowed to use religious Means, uh, then that could have an an impact on a number of various. Well, was an undercover things.
1: sting. Here's the here. Maybe mm. a, this is an analogy. You tell me if it's wrong. If somebody impersonates, say, an undercover cop, impersonates a Catholic priest, goes mm-hmm. into the confessional, mm-hmm. and extracts a confession from some killer saying, "I killed the guy," and mm-hmm. uh, "Father, forgive me," blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he's taping this. I mean, is that
0: an analogy, or is that that's, the? Imp- I,
2: th- I think that's exactly an analogy.
0: Do you? That's, and so, I don't know, uh, though I I recognize the. Uh, the validity of the analogy on one level, because in you have a religious, uh, a priest, as it were, in both cases, you have a confession in both cases, and then the question is, uh, it, are, are they not the same as a consequence of that? I happen to think no, because I don't think all religions are equal. Um, I don't think, despite the fact that we do live in a culture of uh, religious pluralism, uh, that we can uh, ultimately exist in a climate of legal pluralism in which all religions are considered equal, even when they contradict one another, because then you end up with chaos. And that's what we're effectively dealing with. So the religious pluralism that uh, we, in a sense, allow in our country, when it comes down to the law, can the law actually allow for, in one case, but with Greta, your example, in Afghanistan, the, the murder of uh, of women here, do they say it 's okay in Afghanistan, are we going to say it 's okay here because we have ghanis here? no yeah. we, we can 't have that. There has to be a standard now we 're going to say that the standard is one standard, and again i 'm going to say it 's connected to goodness and good and evil it 's going to say this is goodness is evil what 's the standard going to be And you beg the question. The question was it 's going to be the standard that was always the standard in Canada, and that namely that of the Christian faith, which is written into our law and is represented in our whole legal system. The system of common law is rooted in the Christian faith.
1: Uh, so so uh, we're saying this is not a religious uh, I'm saying it's practice. not. No, I think it's, it's, not legitimate. it's
0: pure evil. No, it's pure evil, in fact. I think that uh, this voodooism has led to evil, and it is of pure evil. So to even to call it religion, this is hypocrisy itself. Right, so
1: uh, impersonating a practitioner of voodoo and uh, getting a confession from these guys, that's fair, Dinkum, for the cops. The cops. As far as I'm and concerned. And if
2: it was an imam, someone posing as an imam who uh, managed to get someone to confess something, that would be just as evil. Uh,
0: um, so. In or the, no,
2: that would be appropriate because that religion is evil.
0: I happen to think that it is evil. However, I think that there, are, there that's a little bit more complex that one. Why is oh, it right. more
2: complex? I mean, it's you either you're you're saying that Christianity is the only the only religion so that needs to be So you can't impersonate
1: a priest, but you can
0: impersonate for sake of law enforcement any other I practitioner of any faith. I, have, I think that you can, myself, actually. Yeah, even an imam, quite frankly. Well, let's say there are abuses
1: taking place, and uh, do you think undercover cops could impersonate a priest? Does the end justify the means?
2: I mean, Scott, we're talking about uh, the confessional is a place where... Um, where privacy well, and confidentiality has been paramount. And the Catholic Church has recently reiterated that by saying that uh, priests who disclose to other priests in the confessional that they have been molesting children or sexually abusing children, that the priest cannot disclose that, that I, there is this, I this think cone representing. silence.
0: I think representing a Christian uh, uh, minister fallaciously is a grievous offense because you are... But
2: not th- representing a, a Muslim American. man. No, because the Christian
0: priest represents God in the confessional. That's why. So if if it's another God, then it's not the fact that it's a confessional, it's the fact that this person doesn't represent God because there is only one God. The fact right, that right, priests right, let me, let me, say let me, they
2: rec- well, represent God it, is, it has
1: to do with the uh, religious rights of these Jamaicans to... Uh, not have anybody impersonate their religious leader, I guess, or advisor. In this case, it was uh, something akin to a witch doctor. That's what the trial hinges on, mm. or the appeal. Danny, let's get you in here. You've been waiting. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Okay, great day for Talk Radio, John. Yep. Okay, I got points on all of these. Um, first off, would it be all right for me to go down Bathurst Street or down Spadina and say, because I'm not Chinese or Jewish, I want Hanukkah, and all the signs put into English? Or is it because of the fact that I'm not there as the majority of the people that do use these sections? You're right. Uh, secondly, I think a cop can be an Imam, a priest, a rabbi, or whatever. If it's going to be the means up to an end of an evil, uh, you meaning drugs or or a terrorist bombing or let's see, a militia going around blowing places. I, I think the cop should have every right to, to portray. I see being inside the church and being uh, in confession that is an actual. Um, I can't remember what it is. It's just that it, it, it's it's that's not right. But outside the church, they could be. Oh, you know,
2: but, 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 but wait, that's exactly the same. I don't know how it's different. Well, nobody, nobody no killer's going to go inside a church and go, hey, I just slaughtered 20 people. Can Actually, I be, can, I, can you give me three Hail Marys and I'll be good? Um,
0: well, it'd probably be a little more than that, but. But, uh, so that, but that's <laughs> not what makes three. it
2: wrong to do that. I mean,
0: <laughs> Imams don't do confessionals anyway, so it's beside the point. And same with no, the but they with may, the voodoo they may doctors. have
2: information disclosed to them. Uh, I, I think that you've got to be across the board. I mean, religion is a human construction. So we get to actually determine how it is used and how it isn't. It isn't something that comes from a supernatural deity that created the world and has set a particular group, no. uh, so whoever the, is the yours is, can on violate, a particular road.
1: They can violate any of these religious tenets because uh, it's, that is it, the reality of a greatest
2: position. The, 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 thing the relativism is none, non, leads to everyone's rights None of them is a privileged position. <clears> so if you're going to do it, none of them gets to be safe, right. whether uh. to do it or so not we not have is to destroy everyone's rights be because
1: they disgusted. can't be everything can't be equal. So okay. priest, witch, doctor—it's sort of one and the same, analogous, right? According well, to Greta, just, I'm
2: just glad the atheists don't tell anybody what they what they do—that's bad.
1: Ha ha ha! All right, <laughs> we'll <laughs> leave on that note. Thank you both, Greta Vosper, minister at the West Hill United Church, Scott Masson, associate pastor at the Westminster
0: Chapel in Toronto. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends, but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.